Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is A New World, episode number 8, The Tusks of Justice. In our previous episode, Valius led a number of the scouts out into the wilderness to try to track down some of the missing civilians. While out there, they ran into these creatures that they are calling the Wisps, and they apparently are the ones behind the siren song that led a number of civilians out into the wilderness and then turned them into mummified husks. Once he realized they were incapable of fighting them directly, Valius decided to bring the, to bring the group back home. On the way back, they sort of came in like an arcing direction, and they, they were able to find a couple more husks, but no survivors. So we pick up this episode right where Valius returns to camp and is letting the other PCs know what he saw and what's going on. So here is The Campaigns, A New World, episode number eight, The Tusks of Justice. You guys eventually wake your wife. So right about the time you guys were probably putting together a search party for the search party, they start to come back out and you, you see them. And the, they're, the, the scouts are very pallid and you can tell they're, they're frightened. Like their fear is on their face. You see a Written grim disregard. You, you see a grim look on my face. Yep. They're also carrying two husks. I take a head count. Is everybody accounted for? Yes. From the search party? Yes. I'm going to go straight to Blaine. I met one of those things. One of what? What 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 did you see? Evil. What did it look like? Like a weird wisp or a butterfly maybe. Well, not a, really a butterfly. A what? More like a it looked kind of humanoid, but it wasn't. And it can fly. It doesn't walk. It has red so, eyes. I kind of leave the description Mike gave, basically, but with some evil I, and, I don't I don't like, like the wisp mother in Skyrim? Yeah, I, I know I know exactly what it is. I'm role-playing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> I was like, Don't hold on. I'm in character <laughs> here. Since I ruined it. In Skyrim, don't you think the wisps that are in it, don't you think they look like rolls of toilet paper? <laughs> a little you know, that's actually a very good visual for what I was trying to convey. Yeah, this sort like, of white mass with a tail that's yeah, flipping as they fly. Like so yeah, imagine a toilet paper, paper with like, like eight inches of Rolled out toilet paper. And this is how we discover toilet paper in this yeah. D&D world. <laughs> the TP monsters. <laughs> I'm in character. I Let say, me explain this to you. I say, I say it was one of them. It could fly, had a tail. Um, I'm not really sure how it was flying. Maybe it was magic. But it can turn into mist. Was it, it a person? N- no, it doesn't look like a person. But it is humanoid looking. So like a ghost? No, I don't think it was a ghost. Yeah, right? you, you're, I'm pretty sure your power would have identified a ghost. Okay, so it's, I, I'm sure it was. I a just ghost. meant it look. It kind of looked ghostly. Yes. No, it, well, but, yes, but it can be like a mist. It almost. And did it hypnotize you? It 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 did a song and it tried. It was the same song, similar song to the one I heard we've heard before. Is there any way we can stop it? I have no idea. They're gonna come back. Well, you did know that it was truly a, an audible song, so that does let you know that wax in the ear or silent spell would have an effect. So I say it was definitely a song. Uh, 
uh, in a lower voice, I'll say two of the scouts are actually walking towards towards the sound. So but they walked it's... in two different directions, which tells me there's at least two of them. I only saw one. So do you think it's 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 got it's strictly audible? If we can keep people from hearing it, then then they won't be affected. Most likely. I don't think these creatures can fight one on one. Except they can sing you to death, quite literally. One of the interesting things I discovered is if the creature stays stationary for a while, it looks like the plant life gets corrupted. So we're going to have like a um, new world survival kit for everyone. And it's going to have earplugs in it. And it's going to have... And a bell. And a bell. (laughs) And a whistle, a rape whistle. (laughs) I was just thinking in the moment that's where Mike uh, Mike Regal would come in yeah. with a bar going, Ding! I will save you. And anytime they start the song, you would just do like a, a an opposite yeah. song to like uh, cancel the sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, well, you said we need a way to like drown out the music or whatever. And I said, heavy metal music. There you go. We need a banjo. Slayer. Give me a banjo now. But a ding, 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 ding. All right, so unless you guys are going to do anything else in particular, the, this night will pass. Early in the morning, um, Blaine is awoken Okay. by Jack. And he says, the nobles would like to see you. I just can't help but think of thing. I just, I was like, pictured him like rolling over in my bed like, the nobles <laughs> want to see you. <laughs> He's naked for some reason. <laughs> okay, well... Uh, Give me a minute. I'll be there. All right. So he lets you... That's my morning routine. All right. So you get dressed, do your your thing, brush your tusks. Bangs. Yeah, or whatever. Um, Make my bread for the day. Yep. And as uh, he's leading you to the tent, he doesn't take you to the same tame tent. The same tent he took you to last time, he takes you to one nearby. And as you are ushered inside, you recognize that this is actually Gunther's tent last time you were talking to maven so kind of a similar situation that when you walk in the big i've of, forgotten already which um jason is my noble right correct he's okay. the one that you are technically the bodyguard for and maven like and gunther are the two that are they kind of seem to be together on everything yes and which one have i had more trouble from you haven't had trouble from either one but both of them have kind of given you that vibe like they're they're very much an atypical uh, elitist noble you're the commoner we're the nobles is you know. one, have i got is one more like that than the other gunther has been the more quiet one and just in all your dealings maven has been like the the mouthpiece gunther is more like the muscle okay physically he's also bigger and a little bit more intimidating gunther is gunther is not that either one of them is probably compared to you as big but he is physically bigger than maven Bigger than the commoners, but maybe not quite my size. Yeah, he's not half-orc barbarian size. So when you come in, uh, where yesterday Maven had a glass of wine and offered you one, um, Gunther's chewing on like a big roast beef sandwich, just like big piles of meat on bread. And um, more, he's got like ale, brown ale and bread. So this is just like a really hearty meal. And he's just like chewing on it and he kind of, you know, gestures over if you want to join him at the table. There's extra that you could make your own, sort of like a sandwich. There's like, yeah, there's like a subway that you can do yourself. There's like bread, there's cheeses. and Eat fresh. 
Okay, and there's like a you know brown ale. There's uh, some bread. Just you know, it's a, a hearty breakfast. He's not said anything to you yet. He's still. Is he gesturing for me to take yeah, some? Yeah, yeah. He's clearly letting you know that you're welcome to eat. Okay, I'll take like the right amount to. Uh, I don't want to turn him down, but I don't want to like start being greedy. So I'll okay. just take like make a sandwich and. Is grab this a, a half orc portion or? Yeah, like my normal amount. Okay, it's a lot. I thought you were gonna give a take an order. I'll take a <laughs> full on honey oat. Is there a guy in the corner? Or like... <laughs> Jared's in the corner? Yeah. Can All I right. have a glass of Pinot Grigio? All right. So, um, yeah, avocado still in season, right? So, this kind of goes on a, like a little too long. Like, it starts to him get just a, eating. Him just eating. Like, it. it I'm just, okay, I'll just keep eating. So, like, it kind of gets to a point where it's almost like awkward. And when he finally is done, he sort of lets out like a belch, and he's got, you know, bits of meat still in his beard, and as he's drinking his ale, it sort of sloshes over him a little bit. And most of the time that you've ever seen him has been at political functions, and he's always dressed nicely and, you know, very quiet, but he carries himself well. So you've never seen him this, the way he's acting right now. It's not really out of character, but maybe it's a side of him he's never shown to you before. So he wipes his mouth and he lets out a big belch and he leans back and he kind of say like he adjusts his belt a little bit to let his belly hang out a little bit more. And uh, he kind of looks at you like he's expecting you to talk first. Well, just so you know, um, are there any details you don't know about last night? I believe I've been brought up to speed. Uh, Though he doesn't say it like that. His voice will be like, yeah, I think I know what I need to know. Okay. Well, uh, just to keep you informed, I've um, I've spoken with uh, Abram and Baylor, and they're going to start teaching some some basic combat to uh, the commoners, and we're going to work on getting some weapons for everybody. Abram couldn't teach people where their ass was if he had a week. I know that guy's worthless. Yeah, I don't know why Jason insisted we promoted him. That was a waste. Well, I think it would do more harm to quote marks fire him at this point so you don't want to hurt his feelings you want people to die because he's inept no i don't want to uh people are already looking at him as the leader and i think people are already looking past him they're looking at you but he listens to me and the rest of the people don't need to know that i'm basically telling him what to do but as long as he keeps listening to me he'll be all right i've grown up my whole life being a leader to common folk and I can tell you that they're not as dumb as you're portraying. They already know. They see what I see. And they know that he's a waste of skin and he's going to get more people killed. Are you are you wanting to uh, replace him? Possibly. And do you have someone in mind? Possibly. But that's not what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss you. I believe Maven has already mentioned that we are looking to expand the noble ranks. And that we are looking to nominate an emperor, since it, from all intents and purposes, we're the only ones left. Now that our population is down to 155 at last count, I don't think it makes sense for us to have to have a full council of 13. So I'm going to say, I'm going to put forth today at the meeting that we only need five. Got to have an odd number, make sure we don't have any weird ties. That means we got one spot left. I'll just cut straight to it. I want you on that table with me. You agree to play ball. And that's an acronym he wouldn't say. You agree to to to, 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 to side. Let's lay a run out there. <laughs> yeah. You agree to uh, 
Play with your stick. <laughs> Decide with us when it counts. I can get you on that chair. Now, I understand that. You would instantly have your life changed. Your family back home would have riches, have wealth. Men would line up to suit your daughter and give her the life that you probably never dreamed of. All I got to know is that you're willing to work with us. And I'm not saying do what we say. I'm not saying you're a puppet. But when it counts, I need to know you're on our side. I couldn't accept this blindly. You'd have to get... When you say, when it counts, what are you already thinking of? Well, the first thing the council is going to do is nominate a new emperor. I got a short list of who I'd like that to be. Um, Out of character, is there anything that I know about Gunther that would be discrediting at all? Have I ever heard, like, on the ship on the way over here, have I ever heard somebody be like, oh, yeah, Gunther's here. He, He did this one time. Or He's from the south. Um, of the empire, kind of the far south, which is a lot more sort of swamp wilderness. So he's a bit barbaric in just some of his mannerisms and how he how he holds up. So compared to some of the other nobles, he is a little bit, uh, you know, simple. But he's definitely more directly to the point and then like Maven or even Jason would be. But there's nothing outside of that. You know, he's just direct, almost to a fault, tell you what he thinks. Okay. Um, I don't think I have to tell you what it means for someone like yourself, you know, savage as you are. You'd be the first non-human. When he says savage, I kind of show my teeth a little bit. And he like, don't get me wrong. I I t- I tamed many a wild beast in my day. I've won Savage Friend. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. But, but he kind of says that, like, basically he says that he's had sex with orc women, not realizing that is very much like the I got one black friend. Like, he totally doesn't get that that's probably more insulting. He's like, I've tamed many a savage beast in my day. I get your people more than some of these other commoners do. And I think you and I could make a good good team. You have some of the same sensibilities. I, I clearly roll my eyes in front of him. Um, for a, uh, this is also just a quick out of character question. What is not, they're going, they're going to cut down on the council. Yeah. In the, in the empire you came from, mm-hmm. you had 13, 13. council members. He's they saying wanna, that there's only 155 people. That doesn't make sense. They so want to cut it down to five. Five. Um, there's currently four. Do the four remaining, did they choose or is it a vote of the people? For the Who nobles. the fifth one was going to be? The What Maven told you is that they were going to have the commoners nominate basically like an election of who they want. And then once then there would be like an election, almost like primary. Like all the commoners say, okay, we want these six people or all the people that were nominated. Now we're now going to vote for those six people. And whoever gets the most votes, votes will be the new nobleman. Okay. And he's basically saying he can make sure that you're it if you agree to work with him. Let me. Th- I, I know what I want to say. Just let me think how to say it to him real quick. Okay. While you're thinking, what are you guys doing this morning? I want to find the people that were first interested when I started the prayer circle. Okay. And enlist them to basically uh, all brainstorm together about a church that would serve God and be a place for people to pray. However, I'm going to say that I would like that to be mobile in case we have to move to somewhere safer 
soon. Okay, so you're still getting. Resist- I'm not being pussy. I'm just saying, if you feel that basically the way I want to pre- present it is, if you feel that yesterday was helpful, I believe we should have a place that people can gather when they need hope and protection. Okay, so th- they've already set aside some materials from before. So you have like a tent, like a large, you know, almost like if you have like a. Shit, what's it called when churches actually do that? They have a revival. So it's like they have like a revival tent set up. So, you know, it it would probably hold half the people in the community right now. You could set up this tent. Then, you know, it can be taken down in a matter of a couple hours. Then, um, if that's the case, because I didn't realize that had happened, what I wanted to do is I wanted to use the time to find a decently sized rock, about, mm, what, three, four feet. And I want to start carving it. With my stone cutting, that's my the one I got one point on for this background, to basically create um, an altar. Are most of these people or the people here uh, humans? Yeah, it's um, like ninety or I think it's seventy, like eighty percent human, couple halflings. I'm going to make the symbol of Pelor first, then. Okay. And just tell Moradin that he is the true god, but in this case, we have to rally the people for the greater good. Okay. And what is um, Durin doing today? Still, I'm still thinking about the walls or alternate places to where we could possibly move to if like we needed a cave? to. But I want to be scoping out the trees or just walking along the beach. Or I, I, I was thinking to trying to come up with a composite of sand and if is there dirt and stuff like that. Yeah. Further in, uh, you know, I mean, making once you get into the, the forest, there's dirt, and you know, you can make mud, that kind of thing. But uh, essentially, make, where, where this bricks. giant footprint is, everything is dead, and it's just sandy and rocky. That's the footprint, not of that octopus thing. It's not a footprint we have not. Yeah, no, that the, was the creature the that made this I footprint was, in the air. was probably bigger than even the Godzilla thing that you guys saw like two nights ago. Okay, like this thing is impossible, but big. we've never seen it, right? Correct. But you don't know that you have, if you have. suspect. Yeah. As to whether uh, I saw it. If or I not, see but... you, and you're looking for good places, I'm gonna say either a cave, or we need to climb up the trees and build a fort up there, like yep. the elves do. Yeah, I, I. But I think a cave is much better. You don't want that wind and the Being sun. Being a dwarf, I completely agree with the cave. Uh, I'm not a big fan of being in the trees, but. Plus, people uh, can well, fall. Nobody falls. You guys remember that when Godzilla breathed fire on the treetops, a bunch of giant snake-like creatures fell out of the treetops. Oh, that's right. Like they were giant spider, snake, scorpion combos. Wait, are we talking about something that happened in yeah. game? In the game, yeah. yes. You guys, I wasn't there. You saw Godzilla. He, he, she, or it attacked. Toward, it was coming towards the camp, and Nick's character turned into a bird and flew at him to try to distract him. And he started breathing fire, and he caught a bunch of the treetops on fire. And then and that's how the invisible spiders came down. Not the spider. These were like the the spider scorpion snake combinations. These giant like hundred foot long creatures were falling out of the treetops, dead because they were put on fire. Okay, so, so I never tops. even brought up the treetop <laughs> idea. Treetops bad, but I'm just trying to find materials to make uh, strong hard bricks that are easily. All right, so there's not made. anything within this beach that you would either have to go into the ocean. And maybe see if there's anything beneath there, rocks or, again, silt. And you'd, or you have to go into the forest and look for wood or rocks. Because the beach basically was crushed. Everything there was crushed down, turned into sand, and nothing has ever grown there again. 
All right, so while you're thinking, so what do you want to say to Gunther? I know that the people are looking to me for leadership. I can see that. And sadly, I can also see that there may no there may not be anyone here that could fit the bill better. And for that reason, I would gladly accept a seat on the council. But what I will say is that when it does come time for you to count on me, you can count on me doing what I think is the best choice for the people. He like winks at you and goes, exactly. Big so wink. you can you can do what you want with that information. Okay. Today should be an interesting day. Do you mind if I make another sandwich? Sure. Go ahead. To go? Sure. Make something and wrap it wrap it up in a Ziploc. So uh, a, a couple hours pass. You guys are going about your various tasks. And I'm going to take it to uh, Abram and Baylor. Okay. So you're going to divide it in half and give them each half? Hey, you guys have been doing a great job. And Okay. So they're about halfway down their list of checking off people who are still here versus the manifest and that kind of thing. There's also some uh, burial duties that are being done as before because they really can't dig in the sand and they don't want to go in the forest. All the bodies are being thrown into the sea. So they're being given last rites, weighted down and tossed into the water. So there's a bunch of you know burials and funerals that are scheduled for today. But they call like a town meeting, which they've been doing just about every day, but most of the time it's just for the nobleman. So they do that first. They call just the three council members, um, the, all their retainers, which does include pretty much all of you in some way or the other. And they discuss the events from last night, the the realization that the beach probably is not a long-term solution, that they're going to have to eventually find somewhere else to stay, and that... They have decided that because of the severity of the situation and the populace, that they are going to modify the charter and they're going to look at having only five nobles to make up the original, the initial council until an emperor can be named. And basically they make a proclamation that they are going to accept nominations from the people for who they would like to see represented on the council and that... Um, they're going to have like basically like ballot set up, so lots people. So anybody can nominate themselves, but they have to have at least three nominations or seconds and thirds. And then anybody who has up to those three seconds and thirds will then be put into like a election, and it'll be common vote. And uh, that person, and you got to understand that from from coming from an empire, this is a strangely democratic process. And you can definitely tell that Jason's had some influence. This is, this is clearly a Jason plan rather than a Maven Gunther plan. And like right away, some of the some of the more prominent merchants... Maven's going to be pissed. Um, ...start to politic, and people are starting to go around. And, and you're hearing names thrown, thrown off already. Edric, who is the first mate that you've been having mm -hmm. some problems with, his name gets brought up quickly by himself. Blaine's name definitely gets thrown out pretty quickly, as does yours as one of the possibilities. And there's a couple other people that are more just uh, wealthier uh, merchants or maybe people had political ties back um, back home. So it's not like an uproar, but, you know, people are like, almost like big town hall. They're like saying, well, what about this person? No, that person did this. No, that is a sheep fucker. And no, he cheated on his wife. So people start kind of going back and forth. And you can tell this is a process that's going to take a while. A fight breaks out at some point. <laughs> 155 men enter. One man leave. <laughs> he put a bunch of money into Kroger cards. 
then <laughs> what <laughs> talking about you know how the uh the campaign commercials like so and so oh yeah money. he takes that money and gives it to this which in turn gives it back to him do you want that kind of guy running your town yeah, welcome to politics. Yeah. Blaine's ex-wife was a wisp. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who you want running your village? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So I, I'm, I'm going to break in just for a minute. Into... A wisp fucker? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to break in. If there is anybody listening to this, that make a commercial, make make a bad, like, mudslinging campaign commercial anti-wisp fucker that would be awesome we'll put it on the website that would be wisp this yeah okay so we're going to just kind of fast forward through that that's going to go on for the course of the day is there anything else you guys want to do today i just want to keep making my rounds to the people basically uh so are you going to on the campaign trail are you going to try to promote yourself or are you going to that's like, basically what i'm doing is I'm not. I'm going around making sure every everybody sees my face that day and sees me helping people and talking to people and making sure everything's okay. I'm basically running. I'm to myself. I'm running. I know that I'm campaigning. I out of character hate you, and in character I love you. I think. <laughs> you what? I out of character hate you. No, your character, not you. Just politicking. The anarchist in me wants to say, fuck this thing. <laughs> and the pilot in me says, I will follow your every command. <laughs> so one of the other things that happens today uh, for Duran is because of your initiative where you want to start getting people trained in first aid, mm-hmm. um, Jason actually assigned you sort of like an intern. So there's a youngest, she's like a 17-year-old boy, human. His name's Ashley. And he is sort of now like your page. He's going to stay with you, run errands for you. Name have to be Ashley. Well, you can call him whatever you want, but his name is Ashley. <laughs> All right. So he he is call sort of Ash. you're sort of your disciple All right, that's right a lot now better. Um, to help you coordinate those efforts because they feel that those are very important. Well, I guess my first thing would be teaching him basic first aid maneuver. I mean skills, uh, but. I want to, like, in my head, I just want to have, like, my own, like, hospital and research type place where You're going to do evil shit? Whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That is behind the walls. But on the face, it's a place of uh, learned doctors and yeah. healing. healing and all that. Let me scrape your skull. Yep, it kills you. All right, it's good to know, good to know. Next. Yep. I wonder what happens but, if I uh, sew an arm on this guy's head. Will it work? Nope. All right. But definitely right now, uh, as, as interested as I am in doing other things like that, uh, right now I just really I do want to focus on helping the whole group out as much as I can, as in making them as self-sufficient as they can be and... I almost want to put a lot of my like efforts into trying to find a place, a safer place. Okay. So um, with that, are you guys wanting to go back to the thing that you found? Because I remember you guys, some of you didn't want to leave. but I did not. But, but uh, because I, of the, it was getting dark, there was some concern that you But after to. seeing what happens when we're, 
when the parents are gone, uh, where everyone else is in trouble. So it's, I, but then I fear moving everyone as a group to something like that because it would be like Jurassic Park 2, you know, when they moved to the interior of the island and then they all got eaten by Tyrannosaurus Rex and Velociraptors. And actually, that might actually happen on this island. I know that's yeah. We all we almost plausible. We all, what we almost need is a safe location for everyone. And then we can go exploring and doing things. So we need a cave. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. I just a cave that can house 155 people comfortably. We could teach people how to mine. We are in the war. <laughs> yes. It's in our blood. Start digging. <laughs> we'll make stop. a cave. When I tell you to. That's why you can do it. You can make your own cave. And you know what? Since it's big, that's cave, half an idea, right there. And since this thing, this island has a lot of big things, I think the hole in the entrance would be small, so big things can't get in. That's a there's a joke in there somewhere, but we'll just let that lie. Okay, so um, are you guys wanting to go back to the thingy? Uh, I mean, I'm going, we need to eventually, I don't know. I think it's, it's moved to the back burner a little bit as opposed to, I mean, I, I fear that that, that's a possible reason where some of these creatures are coming from because, but I, I think it's more important that we ensure the safety of the, I know, I I mean, that's village first before we start venturing out to try and figure this thing out. So we need to find the cave. That maybe that should be our first. I'm pretending priority. that we were talking. and You came by for your photo op. It's like I'm by the temple. You just happened to have a baby. That I, I was thinking. I was thinking about like when you were doing that, like just having a couple of pieces of paper with like good things that I do on it, and just being like, "Oh hey, hey, uh, well I'm running for uh, uh, town elder or whatever that is. What is it? By the way, check Noble. out my website. Uh, you can yeah. Just, just blame for council dot com. Just, <laughs> just to grind your gears a little. No, I'm not. We need to find I'm a not cave. Going around in a, in any different composure than I ever have before. I'm just like, and I don't. You wouldn't think that I'm campaigning either. I'm just making it a point that I make sure I kind of walk around and see everybody. Right. So we need to find a cave, Blaine. A big cave to house everyone. Either that or start digging. Is that Digging? your first name? Yes. Blaine? Yeah? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think you need to change your name, make it a little more human. Can you come up with a... a... David Blaine. <laughs> What's not human about I mean, Blaine? I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking that would be another one of the campaign things. His true orc name is Kill All the Women. But he goes by Blaine because he wants you to think he's a human. His tusks aren't even real. <laughs> We need to find a cave for people Maybe to do top safety. Okay, so we're going to set up an another of justice. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to set up another search party or scout party to go look for a cave today. And we're not leaving without wax or yeah, wax. Everybody needs to we need to make sure everybody has maybe cloth, like maybe everybody tears a couple small pieces of cloth from clothing or something. And balls it up so that if need be, they can. I want to go because I have a spell that I might want to try and use on this creature if we come across it. Remember, okay. it looks like like Sorry, like I'm almost paper. like fog. 
toilet paper rolls. No, like fog. In the mist. So who's, uh, once again, uh, I think I should probably stay here. I Campaign. I know, like, I want to go out with you guys, but now I've, I have this whole other si- side story that's going on. Yeah, you've got to uh, pass out buttons and sit at your desk, or the table. Whatever you think is right. Shaking Please. hands and kissing babies. All right. We'll be, be out there kicking ass. All right. Well, listen, if I go with you guys, we don't have very many competent people left to stay here and, I understand. and, keep, and keep the people I safe. think it makes more sense for dwarves to go and find the cave. I think it's appropriate. You guys probably find the are cave saying, that's about to collapse. saying dwarves are better explorers? I would never say that. We're just good at finding a hole in the ground. I do want to... I kind of have an itching to get out of here. Well, this is a good excuse. I'm going to start... Actually, Duran, uh, you should start gathering the dwarves, because if I do, they might not come. They might not Ash, come. go get them. Okay. Yeah. Tell, yes. hey, tell them it's to find a cave. That would get them interested. I'm going to go find Abram and Baylor, check in with them, make sure everything's okay, and let them know that I'm going on this scout party. Their, uh, their list is about 75% done so far. Um, and, I, and I give them the sandwiches. The sandwich. Okay, they they sort of look at you oddly, and then um, as you're about to leave, Abrams kind of kind of gives that look like he wants to talk alone, but Baylor doesn't get that he's not welcome anymore. So there's sort of this awkward sort of moment. Everyone leave, not you, henchman, <laughs> not you, guy randomly turning knobs, making it look like you're doing something. <laughs> Not you, Frau. Not you, Scott. It's a little uncomfortable. You know what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, I love that scene. I love that movie. All right. Um, okay, so I'll I'll uh, go off to the side with him and just say, make it quick. Uh, daylight's burning. So he um, he he finds it difficult to kind of get started. Like you can tell some of the things where he's like making small talk, small talk, small talk. And eventually he comes around to, I just want to say I appreciate what you've been doing for me. I know that I'm not necessarily the best person suited for this job, but I think eventually I could be really good at it. I just think I need, I need some help, and I appreciate what you've done. And, and for that reason, I'll be seconding your nomination for the council. So you can count on me for one of your votes. I think that you'll, uh, I think you can do this job too, but uh, I'll you and I need to do is get you confident in yourself to be able to make these decisions. And, uh, and I think you'll do fine. I appreciate that. Thank you. And then he kind of walks away. All right. So in a short amount of time, pun intended, Ashley has returned with the, um, not all of the dwarves because some of them are doing other tasks, but there's a uh, six of them that have agreed to go with you. But they are deferring to Durin. They're they're all but ignoring Valius. They You're, don't want to talk to Valius. His beard is shaven. You're and a that's dwarf. A, oh, that's right. And that's a yeah, sign of like um, being great, too sexy. In sort of an insult. It usually means that they've, they've been shamed. They've been shamed in some way, so they are looking down on him from the same height, which is hard to do. It's hard for a dwarf to look down on somebody. <sighs> well. The, we're looking for a cave, boys. A big enough cave. 
You know, probably you know people are not listening, but we still keep talking. There's caves out there, guys. We're gonna find them. <laughs> we need to find a cave big enough to house everybody, so everybody can be protected. It's up to you. Are we you, gonna Are we gonna clear you, this you, cave you, you. by ourselves? Are we gonna go into the cave to make sure there's no? Well, of course. Okay. Just Just checking. Now I'm gonna issue you all your earwax. Uh, or your wax earplugs. <laughs> I'm gonna issue your ear. Here, take some of my earwax. Ah. Everybody needs a moving buddy. <laughs> Who's got a moving buddy? Now, no one goes off alone. We're all here together, and if we separate in any way, buddy system, there's at least two together at all times. And if you start to hear any kind of music, just start. Whistling and making your own noise. YMCA. Yeah, whatever it takes. And put those earplugs in. I, I started recounting a small prayer for Moradin to protect us in this adventure. And then we're just trying to please him by finding a cave. All right. You you can sense there's some conflictedness with the dwarves because they don't want to listen to you. But when you're praying with Moradin, they kind I, of feel obligated. I so begin. And I, they and grudgingly I, listen. And, and Oh, I was going to say to help his effect on morale, I would join in with a prayer and okay, but, make them but him, let him have like kind of like the lead to that to show that I still I respect him. And that because his beard's not there doesn't mean... Just because the color of his skin, or the lack there of his beard, yeah. doesn't mean what, what the, 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 the hairiness of his character is no reflection <laughs> to the hairiness of his beard or his right. face. There we go. The content of his beard is not a reflection on the color of his character or something like that. By the way, the way I am uh, responding to how I other dwarves respond to me next. is I feel like I deserve it because I did fail in what I'm supposed to do. So I'm actually not. So you're upset not upset by about it. it. You're just. I like, just accepted, like, with humility, basically, like I deserve this. This is why this had to happen this okay. way. So after along with that my, note, I see that's atonement. Let's say that normally that is a that is a like a, one of the most like one of the worst punishments a dwarf can go through. It's almost like exile, and you actually did it to yourself. Yes. Where everyone else has always been in a sentence imposed on them, and they may not know that. All they know is that your beard was shaved, so they assume that. Yeah, I'm not talking about it yet. Okay, so you have eight total dwarves, six plus you, uh, plus Ashley, who will, who is accompanying you, and plus Blaine. So you guys are the ones who are going to go out and explore and look for uh, a cave. So how long are you going to stay gone before it's, oh shit, they're all dead? Two hours. Even though technically if they're going to die, two hours or eight hours doesn't make that much of a difference because they'll be dead anyways. Well, you kind of get the sense from the from the people that the at the daytime they're not too concerned. It's it's when night comes that everybody's well, on it. Hold on, I just thought of an idea. Let me scroll through my spell book here. <laughs> I have an idea if it's allowed within the DMs and it, this would give us our time frame. We would have to be back within four hours, but I would cast Guardian of Faith, which would leave my guardian and I would command it to protect all the people that are here and if they so they would have a giant being who would be there who would come down with 15 points of damage on whatever came at them until 60 points was up but i'm sure we would probably hopefully be back but that was the best thing that i could leave 
Okay. I mean, for yeah, the, that, their that, defense. As far as I know, that should be fine. That's the, and it's a, my highest level freaking spell, but I don't want to leave them defenseless. Well, maybe we should have that spell in case we run into <laughs> something in the caves. You know? I was going to use it on the wisp. I mean, they have 25 guards. And and the and they should be training people as we speak. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I was just trying to let all the people know I was looking out for them. Vote, vote Durand. <laughs> yeah. You 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 summon this, and it, all it says is "Vote for me." <laughs> <laughs> it's holding a sign walking around the village. <laughs> A vote for Durin is a vote for peace. <laughs> I was trying to think of something like everyone win. It'll, everyone's gonna win with Durin or something like that. You know, you'll always win with Durin. Remember that Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> Nobody wins. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. wins. Or something. One, two, three. Down, down, down. All right. Nice. Okay. So, are you gonna leave your guardian of faith? No. Okay. I've been talked out of it. <laughs> So you guys make your way cautiously into the woods. Um, by now, you've you've realized how dangerous this place is. It's very very. Oh, hell, I am walking totally on full alert, hammer drawn, maul drawn, eyes peeled. I've got the things in my I'm hands a, that when they're searching for water, I'm a little nervous. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Uh, and it, and they displace. Yep. Too bad that doesn't work. But um, I would like to use case? my. Uh, knowledge for being an explorer and finding caves because that's primarily probably what I did is being a dwarf to actually kind of figure out if there was there's a cave in this island where would it be? Would it be towards the center? Would it be to the highest mountain? Basically to kind of give us a better direction. Okay. Roll your roll. Is it is it just straight D20? I would D20? say wisdom plus your explorers. Uh, 21. Should uh, I roll it all for that? You can assist if you'd like. Yeah, with your little sticks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what should I? Uh, any it would bonus? be uh, wisdom. wisdom. Look at you roll a crit or something. 18 plus 3, 21. 21. Nice. I say, I think it should be this way. And you're like, I think I, it should be that this way too. I think it should be that way, but just a little to the left. A <laughs> little to the left. <laughs> So um, so we go a little bit to the left because that's where the other dwarfs want to go. Exactly. They, uh, they listen to Doran. And you guys sort of, you know, it's, it's hard to get a grasp on the topography because everything is so large in comparison to what you've seen before. But with the knowledge that you have, you are eventually able to uncover two or three caves, but they're all way too small for your needs. They might be big enough to get three or four people. How close people. are they? They're pretty far apart. I mean, each one let's say is a quarter mile away from the other one. So you, you, you find the one that you, you know, you think you can use, you explore it. There's no animal life in there that you can tell, but it's barely like an inch, like a small hole to get inside. It's just like big enough for maybe one or two people that were cramped in. Maybe another one is like a rock shelf over, you know, overhang. You could get maybe four or five people standing. Like if it was raining, you wouldn't so, be Are these right next to each other? No, no, they're 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 far apart. This is like a whole day of searching. You're going around to different places. Uh, how far apart? You know, about a quarter mile or so apart from okay, each other. Okay, that's far apart. But how long do you think it would take to dig from one cave to the other? Well, that was my thought was tying the caves together as a unit and having our... Multiple entrances. Yeah. Or escape routes. Yep. Or false. Yeah, I mean... 
So can I use my stone cutting experience to see how long it would take to create a cave or a cave route from one place to the other so we can connect them? 20 sure. years it would take to dig out of that place. Six. That's all you need, really. Patience. Wisdom, time. maybe. That and a big goddamn yeah. poster. <laughs> That's one of my all-time favorite movie lines ever. So um, if I'm modding wisdom, it will be seven. Okay. You are unsure because of the the... Uh, you don't have a whole lot of tools, and very likely you would be doling them as you go and with no easy way to replace them, that it's probably a, a year or more process to, to do it in a way that you'd feel safe and comfortable well, with hey, people in there. Well, hey, we might have plenty of time. That's all you need, really. Patience. Time. That and a big goddamn poster. <laughs> <laughs> love that fucking love. I'm just going, 20 years it'd take you. Andy Frayne did it in just under seven. That's too long, obviously. Yeah. So now, you know, again, you've only searched in a radius that you could search in a four-hour time frame. So there's there's a lot more places to search, but you're gonna have to do that in different days or or stay past your. What kind of caves cover. were these? Did they look like they were from? These weren't caves. ground being moved to around or water. These were old. All the three that you found were more just like rocks that were leaned against each other in a way that created a space. They weren't like water carved or anything like that. Yeah. The tectonic plates have pushed. Do you guys think that any of these places are a suitable temporary better than the beach until we find what we're really looking for? Or do you think we I should think stay on the beach until the we woods keep... is until we have a definite stronghold, it's a bad idea. At the same time this wisp looking things know where we're at they can just keep coming back that's true too now the caves were they like against like a cliff or basically is there any of those positions we found that basically will eliminate at least one side of attack no these were all just sort of out by them, themselves there, there was actually no large cliffs it was more just like a like a rock that was jutting out of the earth at an angle so there was just a little like lean to created well, we should probably start heading back. Do I think by the time we get back, you will start getting dark? No, you still have more daylight. Oh, well, then we, we're we not should, at our... We should search more. Well, I thought you, point of no I, return. I thought you wanted to do a four-hour jaunt, so that's why I was calculating Oh, I, that was hours. only because that was how long the spell my, lasted. my spell would last for. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say you have about eight hours before it would get dark. Okay. And I'm also assuming that you're kind of moving in an arc, so you're not moving in a straight line out, straight line back, so you're kind of traveling this way. So you could... Do another four hours and then circle back to the camp and be there okay. before dark. Onward. I think that's all right. Not after I get a lunch break. So after about three more hours of traveling, you don't find any other caves. But eventually um, you come to what looks sort of like a meadow. That's like I could clear. I mean, there's just trees, trees, trees. And there's just sort of an open space. And there's a sort of a wavy brown grain light. Plant that's about three foot tall that fills an area about 300 feet across. Wheat. You know what would have been perfect? So you come to a meadow, which again is an odd feature that you've not experienced before. So it's it, not wheat. It doesn't look like, it looks like wheat. It doesn't appear to actually be wheat. It's just a tall, sort of brown, wavy, grain-like plant. Didn't you just describe wheat? Mm-hmm. 
But it's not wheat. Because <laughs> you're in a different world, motherfucker. It's not wheat. It's a tall, wavy, brown, brown grain-like wheat. plant. It's called Crete. <laughs> it's called Crete. <laughs> Crete. Why are you saying it like that? Like what? Like, like what? Cool whip. Cool whip. Wheel <laughs> How large of an area is this? About 200 feet across. It's it's in a sort of rectangular shape. It's not like perfectly lined like a football field. Does it look like it's been? It's like a farm, or does it look like it's just wild growth? It looks more like wild growth. Like there, there's just sort of a a blank spot where like trees have been pushed down, but they weren't stepped on, so there there's not that sort of acidic. Nothing will grow here ever. Situation yeah. so it's like the tree fell down. This is just what grew up in its place. I will inspect it. Okay. Does it look edible? Aren't you a baker? Hmm. So you should have some kind of knowledge about Crete or, or wheat. Like wheat. Wheat. <laughs> Don't you know about wheat? I'll use my. <laughs> you say it's funny. I'll I don't use, know why. I'll use my baker skills to okay. see if this could be used into uh, ground up and used to form some uh, bread, some meal bread. to make dough. Perhaps we could use this. This wheat. <laughs> Poison! <laughs> <laughs> you have a complete, a complete anaphylactic reaction. Your hand just starts swelling up. <laughs> we, we have to get back Right now. <laughs> so um, as you get closer and you start to inspect it, you notice that there's a very sweet sort of smell coming from it. And it's kind of tacky. Like it doesn't like hold on to you, but it's definitely a sort of a sticky um, texture to it. And, but it smells really, really good. It smells really sweet, almost like, like a cotton candy smell. I look around for any dead animals or skeletons of animals or anything that would indicate death. Roll me a perception check. I was curious about six foot long. Uh, eight. eight. You don't see any indications of death. I basically, uh, my perception of this world is it's very deadly. So if, any, if I think anything is too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. I feel like I'm in Jumanji. Like, yeah. what, what's the next, the next roll that something was going to attack us? I'm going to cut um, a little bit and put it in a. Oh, that's what satchel. I was going. That's what I was oh, going to say. Here. Okay. <laughs> Put it in something to, for us to take back with us. We'll analyze it later. See if okay, we can you use can it. try to make something with it, and I was just going to try uh, to figure out its properties, but... I take enough to... Well, hold on. I can do something with it. Well, I can do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't right. detect poison. I don't have it ready so as a spell. At this point, you would need to start heading back, or you're going to be late. So we found no caves. We just found the field. We found three caves that are not too suitable, yeah, and a in the field. field of wheat. All right. <laughs> we need to get get back. Okay. So you guys make your way back home. You've been gone about seven hours, so it's getting close to the evening. Um, the townsfolk are kind of on high alert, but nothing. You know how your mind sometimes wanders, and you you just think about things that you know in real life it you don't want them to happen, but you just daydream about stuff. You know, as I'm walking back, I'm thinking, you know, if we got back and everyone was dead, that wouldn't be okay. that wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for me. <laughs> we wouldn't have to deal with anybody. You know, that's pretty realistic. I think you're all playing being a politician very well. It would just be. 
just be the three of us. In love? He's just like you. A common, blue-collar guy <laughs> working at the bakery his whole life. Gets a break and just runs with it. He doesn't even know his father. He's been there. He's done that. He's... Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most vanilla, half-work barbarian name ever. Blaine. The most bland... Blaine. Is that even his real name? Anyway, so you come back to camp, and uh, you can tell, again, they're, they're starting people are getting sort of amped up um, as it gets dark now. That Pretty much every night, it's just a matter of, like, what's going to attack us, what's going to kill us. So people are starting to get closer and closer to the center. I invite people to uh, sleep in the church. Okay. You really, guys, every now and then, people will have small fires, like small campfires or lanterns, but no, there's no more of those big giant bonfires, so there's not even a lot of light, so people kind of have to be close together. And um, word has spread through camp that there have been several nominations for uh, promotion to, to the council, and that tomorrow morning at the the morning meeting, they will announce the uh, the names of all the people that have been nominated, and then they will hold an election. So is there anything in particular you guys want to do tonight? Uh, I will continue with my little statue of Peller. Okay. Give me a um, a carving roll just to kind of see how it's going. Based on dexterity? Uh, well, well uh, I have stone cutting as a background thing if you want me to use that. Which we'll I think we'll use applies. your background for stone cutting. I'm trying to think what, I mean, I, I think guess. dexterity would make sense. I think, yeah. I think Charisma? <laughs> yeah. It's very ugly looking at this point. Yeah, early on, you hit uh, a bit of a crack in in like a third of the stone just sort of falls off. So you can continue, but it's going to be less impressive than your original plans. Now, time to start over. Okay. But this time, I'll do more then, because apparently that's why this exactly, happens. Exactly, yes. You weren't it was true a to, sign. You weren't true to your faith. Oh. All right. So is there anything you guys want to do tonight that you've returned? I'm going to find the new rock and start over. Okay. So you're starting over on your rock sculptor, Durin? Just, I, I know I can't physically do it right now, but creating almost, uh, I want to start making a map, like a 3D map almost of where we've been, what we've done, who's been attacked, like the things that have been attacking us. And I want to mark down like what times that we've been attacked. Okay. And just kind of start making a catalog of a sequence of, of, of you know, okay. of events of what's been happening and maybe trying to maybe figure out a, if there's any kind of pattern to it or what kind of creatures are coming after us. And then we know what what we're dealing with before it even comes to us or what times of the day maybe are highest alert times of the day and things like that. Okay. All right, and Blaine? Nothing in particular. Okay. All right. I'm just kind of excited to hear the election results. All right. Are those so, going to be announced tonight? Uh, no, tomorrow. All right, so uh, the night will pass. It actually passes without incident, which I believe might be the first night since you've been here that something crazy didn't happen. The uh, I'll be sure in the morning, I'll be sure to go around and let people know our hard work is paying off. You know, our fighting is paying off. We're we're doing very well. Okay. Vote Blaine. <laughs> Don't forget, voting's closed. There, there's a uh, there's sort of an odd uh, 
sort of distance that some of the people that have normally been kind of close to you because they didn't vote for me they they yeah they they aren't quite as jolly with you as they have been in the past jack does not come and get you this morning so you sleep in for probably for the first time uh so you wake up it's probably around eight o'clock is when the, the town hall meetings are generally held and this is actually a closed session this time so the noblemen are meeting with just their retainers and you are actually not invited because of, uh, I don't really explain why, but you just assume it's because you're probably one of the nominees. So they don't invite you to this meeting. So they're all kind of in, in their secret council for like an hour. So you guys have the morning if there's anything in particular you want to do. I check my Twitter feed. Okay, you check Twitter. Okay. Um, so, um, so when they finally open up the tents and they come out, uh, the four nobles, Jason, Gunther, Maven, and Kylos, come out and they have some parchment and they basically gather pretty much everybody together that will. And they say that they, that the names have been tabulated and those that have received the the proper number of uh, nominations and we will be holding a democratic election. Each of the names I will read off shortly will be given essentially like a ballot box. And over the next two days uh, we will basically allow people to vote You'll have to check in, you know, show your ID, you know, registration laws, whatever. And then... That's voter discrimination. Exactly. If they have to show ID. They have to show ID. So um, they will make sure that uh, everything's on that board. And then they will have a ceremony where that person will be inducted into the council. And so they read off the names in no particular order. The first name is Eckerd, who is the former first mate of Kylos and not a fan of... Fuck that. Uh, he is going to be one of the people. I know it. The second name is Olaf, who is one of the more boisterous merchants. Uh, he's actually a butcher by trade. And he, he's probably someone you guys may He's just very friendly and outgoing. And his daughter is one of the people that is still missing. One of the eight people. And princess. his princess. And you kind of get the sense that he may have been leveraging that tragedy in his favor. <laughs> The third name is Haman. It's a name that you guys are not familiar with. Haman? Not Haman. No, no, I Heyman. know that word. Um, he is actually one of the fishermen. He's actually sort of like the lead of that segment. You guys haven't really interacted with him a whole lot. Uh, but he has quite a lot of support. Like, all, like, like as the names are being read, people are like going, yeah, like all the people that like voted nominated are kind of like, yeah, rallying for their people. The next name is Kyber. And this is actually one of the dwarves in your party. Not obviously not one of you guys, but uh, one of the dwarves. And uh, um, Jason, who's reading, kind of, kind of, kind of clears his throat, and he looks around, and he goes, "And our final candidate." And he looks over towards Blaine, and he says, "Abram." You can give us feedback and comments at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com, and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>